Hey guys, welcome to the second Sports Plus Live podcast. My name is Edgar, Mr. A.K.A. Rodriguez. Um, we made it to number two. I didn't think we'd get this far, but we're here. Um, I do appreciate everyone who listened to the first episode. Uh, very positive feedback. Um, if you have any feedback whatsoever, hit me up um, on Twitter at Sports Plus Live and on Instagram at Sports Plus Live. Um, you know, answer all your questions. I respond pretty quickly. And um, if you guys want me to talk about something, let me know. Any sports teams, um, anything in life in general, too. Like I said, I'm gonna try to split up the sports, split up the sports and the life. Um, probably in two different episodes, um, but we'll see. Um, I'll talk about whatever. You know, I, I, like I said, I have nine toes, but I know a lot of shit. So holler at me, um, and let's get into it. So this week and this last weekend. Uh, one of the biggest rivalries, I think, in all of college sports was Texas versus Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma getting the getting the dub over Texas, which always feels good. If you don't know, I'm a huge Oklahoma fan. Um, so it definitely feels great. And it was a great weekend. I think that sets the tone because the game's at fucking 10 o'clock on Saturday. If they lose that game, my fucking weekend is ruined. Bad. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't answer no texts. Not like anyone texts me. Um, I don't... None of that shit. I'll never forget when... I want to say 2007. 2008. CU beat Oklahoma. And I, I, I never get it. My phone was blowing up. Look at Oklahoma. You fucking suck. Oh, what happened? All that shit. I've never been so pissed off in my life. Back then, you could take the battery out of your phone and fucking just throw it. That's what I did. I took the battery out my phone and fucking threw it. And then it, I didn't want to deal with any, anybody's shit. So it does. So it does. It hurts my feelings. I'm a little bit older now, a little bit wiser, so I can get over it a little bit quicker. But, I mean, if we lose a Texas, fuck that. That shit. That will ruin my weekend. But anyways, it didn't happen. Oklahoma looked great. Defense looked great. Jalen Hurts looked all good. C.D. Lamb proved that he was the best wide receiver in the country. The guy made chicken salad out of chicken shit out of, you know, a lot of those passes he caught. Um, and a lot of those touchdowns he scored. I mean, if you haven't seen that, go watch the highlights. C.D. Lamb was amazing. Um, also got to give the nod, like I said, the defense. Kenneth Murray is by far the best linebacker in the country that I've seen. And it's my, I mean, maybe I'm being a little bit biased. Um, but I think he definitely is... Top linebacker in the country. Um, played amazing. The defensive line was amazing. Got nine sacks. Nine sacks. I mean, to get nine sacks on on a Texas team that's notorious for having the best linemen in the country is pretty good. I think it's really good. Um, but yeah, amazing week for Oklahoma. They actually moved up in the top five. And the reason why they moved up in the top five after this this last weekend was because Georgia took a hard L to South Carolina. Um, I didn't watch the game because it was on the same time as the Texas-Oklahoma game, but I was kind of following it. Ended up tuning in after uh, the Texas-Oklahoma game, and they ended up going into double overtime because South Carolina missed a kick to win the game. Um, And then South Carolina... Eventually won in the second overtime. I'm trying to think here. I have bad memory. I drank a little this weekend. Um, but I think... 
Um, Georgia, I think Jake Fromm threw uh, interception in that second overtime on their possession. Um, I don't know. No. I'm thinking of something else. Um, Georgia missed the field goal to tie the game um, in second overtime and lost the game. So it's pretty crazy to think Georgia's a really, really good team. Um, always has great running backs. I mean, Todd Gurley, Sona Michelle. I'm thinking about, I can't think of the third person. <laughs> I can't think of the third person. But they always have um, amazing running backs. I mean, and, and and they've always had a great team, great quarterback. Jake Fromm's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And South Carolina went out there and beat him, I think. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Like I said, it never you never know what's going to happen on any given Saturday, any given weekend. You never know when it's going to be your time to lose. You just don't. You just think that because you're facing an unranked team, a team that you think doesn't deserve to be there, will you know will slap you in the face. Appalachian State versus Michigan is a good one. Um, just you know, I mean, I can even go back to one of the best games I've ever seen: Oklahoma versus Boise State. Boise State wasn't supposed to win that game, and they and they ran. Rampant over Oklahoma, they 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 were fucking toying with Oklahoma. They did the Statue of Liberty play on Oklahoma. You kidding me? And then the running back proposed to his girlfriend after the game. That's uh, disrespectful. But you never know. Um, you never know what's going to happen every week, and that's why, like I said, sports is amazing. Um, that's why college football is amazing. I think it's one of the best sports in the country. And that's why I think these kids should be getting compensated somehow. I mean, I don't... like This topic is a whole other topic for a whole other episode. But I, I think they should get paid. I mean, the amount of money they bring into the universities. And the amount of money the universities spend on these facilities. I mean, I think LSU just spent $28 million to spend to... Like, for a new, like, sports football facility. Locker room and all that stuff. It just... I think these kids should get compensated one way or another. But like I said that's a different topic for a different day, and we could spend um, probably an hour or two just speaking about that alone. <clears throat> um, but yeah, moving on. Um, there is also a lot of great NFL football this weekend. Um, NFL is always it's always controversy with NFL. There's always something going on with these grown ass men. Um, but this weekend, it was the, the referees. The referees were uh, definitely not good. They weren't on their A game. And I think a lot of it has to do a mixture of a mixture of the rule changes, but also a mixture of how fast the game is. The game is pretty quick. These, these guys are superior, just ridiculous athletes. A lot of these guys. 300 pounds moving around like they're 120 pounds. Just a lot of guys like Aaron Donaldson, Von Miller, um, just move around so fast now. It's and it happens so quick that these referees just can't see it. And I think a lot of the problem is with these referees. A lot of these referees are older referees, and I think that's an issue too. I think the referees need to be a little bit younger. And I, I guarantee, and I know the reason why these older referees are in are because. They have experience, but I mean, just—I mean, I think it's a young game, a young man's game now. A referee have to be older, twenties, thirties. 
or I'm sorry, referees have to be younger, 20s or 30s, and um, I don't, I think that has a lot to do with it. A lot of it has to do with the letter of the law, letter of the rule, how rules are in place. You can't challenge a play here, but you can challenge here. You are able to challenge pass interference, but even then, those don't get overturned. And like they, I think a lot of it is subjective. Like, what is pass interference anymore? No one fucking knows. No one knows what pass interference is anymore. It just... It's very frustrating when we have to spend all this time on review and nothing. And it's very clear to millions of people watching at home that by the letter of the law, it's a foul, and then referees deem it's not a foul or a penalty. It's very frustrating when that shit happens. But I do think that something has to change as far as referees. I do think they have to be younger, honestly. I know we have women referees now in the league. Um, I think... Yeah, I just think we just need to go younger, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just, it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, okay, old man River's trying to keep up with Todd Gurley running down the field and make sure there's no holds and make sure there's no face mask or no illegal hands to the face, no butt touching, no nut grabbing, none of that shit. Um, These guys, just I just don't think their eyes are sharp enough, (laughs) to be honest with you. The game is very different than what it was even 10 years ago. It's a very different game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, I think they need to assess everything. Assess every, assess everything as far as the referees go, the rule calling. It's just it's like every year it's something different, but the referees were took a huge L this weekend. Um, especially in a couple games you can note, the uh, Seahawks-Browns and, of course, the... Lions, Packers, um, you can even go back, I think it was last week when the Patriots got away with the, got away with the pass interference call, that was blatant, that got reviewed and just didn't get overturned, and we just don't, I just don't get it anymore, um, but anyways, but there was still great football to be played, and, um, it was, yeah, it was amazing, I think, when you look at, there's a couple players I want to bring up that played outstanding and that's Christian McCaffrey and Russell Wilson and I think you I I in my opinion I think you could look at those two as the two front runners for MVP um they've been amazing I mean Christian McCaffrey's carried this huge load on his back because um he's Christian McCaffrey I mean the guy's a freak athlete great football player very smart uh, for those of you who don't know Christian McCaffrey's father is Ed McCaffrey, who played for the Broncos, won a couple Super Bowls, um, also played for the Giants, I believe. Um, but, yeah, won a couple Super Bowls. Um, so he knows, he's been around the game for his whole life. And it's been noted also that his mother's actually a great athlete as well. Um, played Division One soccer at Stanford. And, and yeah, so, I mean, he, he it's, it's in his blood. It's in his pedigree uh, to be great. His brothers also play um, college football. I know one of them is at Michigan um, as a quarterback. But yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, just, un- just unbelievable. That's another guy who makes chicken salad out of chicken shit. I mean, he's he's a, the big reason why 
Panthers are have a winning record right now. And he just put up puts up these ungodly numbers sometimes. He did it went out to over across the pond and just fucked up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, in London, I believe. And yeah, I think I think you could you could give him one of the nods to be the MVP of the year. But you could also look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, you know, you look at what the Seahawks have done every week. They barely won a few of their games. Two points, three points, one point here and there. They've won, I think with the exception, I think the Cardinals, they smoked. But they've 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 skated by every every game. But that's, you ask anybody who's played at a high level, anyone who's played, you know, professionally, that it doesn't matter how you win, just as long as you win. Russell Wilson finds ways for his team for his team to win. And the cool story coming out of this weekend with Russell Wilson was that I, th- I want to say it was the first drive. I can't remember what it was. I didn't watch the game either. I didn't watch a whole lot of the game. It's kind of flipping back and forth between some of them. Um, but word on the street is that. So for those of you who don't know, quarterbacks. And also, I think linebackers or some captains on the defensive side of the football um, have um, headsets built into their helmets so they can hear the play coming in from their coaches wherever they may be. Um, Russell Wilson, and it, Russell Wilson's headset went out. some point, it just went out and um, he wasn't getting the plays. So Russell Wilson ended up calling the plays himself. Which is pretty crazy to think the guy already, I mean, the guy's already had to worry about, you know, it just shows you how smart he is. What a great athlete, what a great, you know, just individual football player he is. That he ends up calling the plays as he goes. He ends up being the coach on the field and calling the plays. They end up going down that that that, uh, that drive ended up scoring a touchdown. Um, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good feat, to be honest with you. And it just shows his, um, you know, just his um, his knowledge of the game, his leadership, um, just his overall, you know, experience as a football player that he can guide that offense to a touchdown without anybody's help. It's a pretty cool thing, but it's very, very cool. And I think Russell Wilson has definitely proven that he's he's. Um, Still one of the top guys in the in the NFL, and I think he's him and Christian McCaffrey are one of the best, are probably the best runner up, our best head to head right now for the MVP uh, MVP race in the NFL. Um, pretty crazy, pretty fun. I didn't watch um, the um, the Packers Lions game. I was at Monday Night Raw here in Denver. Um, I'll get to that in a second, but I wish I would have watched it. I mean, I was kind of following it, following it. And I think, you know, people always say, you know, Aaron Rodgers is lucky. I don't disagree with that at all. (laughs) The guy's very lucky. I mean, no one gets, you don't get by in life without any, without a little bit of luck. Nobody. Luck is part of just life in general. So I don't know. I don't know where Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. 
I've heard Aaron. I read heard people say Aaron Rodgers is probably MVP. I don't want to give it to him. I don't want to put him in a conversation with Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey. Um, just for that very reason that you're having a little bit of luck. And I know I just said the champions find a way to win. That this I don't think Aaron Rodgers has. I don't think Aaron Rodgers in in Russell Wilson are in that same category this year. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Still a long. I think we're barely. I think we're barely at one third over this uh, of the season done. Still two thirds of the season to go. So um, we'll see. Big news uh, coming up is that Jalen Ramsey got tra- got traded from the Jaguars to the Rams. And I. I don't. This move is whatever. It doesn't. I don't think it's going to mean anything in the end, except for the Jaguars, who have gotten, um, I think, two first-round picks and a fifth-round pick. I believe fifth-round pick. I believe for him. Um, they. I think they came out winners. I mean, I. And you know, the crazy thing about it is, with the Jaguars, they found. I think they found the quarterback. Nick Foles is supposed to be that guy. Got hurt in the first game. Um. Gordon Minshew has, has been actually pretty good, and I was not—I not, wasn't a big fan at first, but he has taken that team to a couple wins. Probably should have been a few more, but I mean, obviously, you know, luck again on their side was not on their side. But even Gordon Minshew has proven to be a good quarterback. Fuck all this! Oh, look at his stash. His stash is magical. Oh, Minshew magic. All that bullshit. The guy's a good football player. I mean. I saw we watched. I watched him what he did to the Broncos and to the guy's magical. Is good on his feet. Can throw a fucking football longer than further than Uncle Rico. The guy. I mean, he's he's pretty good. I think he's pretty good. And they get the quarterback um, for the future. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey getting traded to the Rams. I don't think it's gonna mean shit in the long run. To be honest with you, I don't think I, that. Defensive back position or that cornerback position has never really impressed me. There's very rare cornerbacks that I could think of that blue that that that'll be that are very consistent, that are very good at a high level for a long time. There's no, I mean, there's it's very rare you see like a a Charles Woodson or a Chris Harris Jr. Jalen Ramsey is not in that category at all. Jalen Ramsey is not that good. Nothing about him impresses me. They showed a highlight of him last night. Where they're like, oh, Jalen Ramsey got traded. 90% of it was of him talking shit. And 10% of it was of him playing football. That's all it was. The guy's just a mouthpiece. There's nothing... I don't see... There's nothing... No, there's no upside here. Especially when... Especially for the Rams because offensive line can't, you know, can't block. They're having issues at running back. Todd Gurley's on a snap count. Their linebackers are weak. I think AJ Hawk's out. I just don't see you. I don't think that Jalen Rams is going to make a difference. And the, the fact that he... And another thing that rubbed me wrong was after the first or second game, he was like, Second or third game, you know, I can't remember. He was like, oh, I just want to win. I want to get traded. 
these are grown ass men, act and once again acting like little kids. Oh, and something goes bad. Oh, trade me, trade me to a Super Bowl contender. So stupid. But I, it's just you know it's very embarrassing for him to be honest with you. I mean he just looks fucking stupid, talking all this shit last year and they got fucking. I don't even know. I think they got two or three wins. I don't remember how many wins they got last year. Just talking all this shit. I mean just. I don't. I don't remember any time when someone's mouth, someone's mouth actually, won him, got him a little money, won him a couple fights, other than Muhammad Ali or Conor McGregor. No other sport can you sit there and talk shit and be like, "Oh, well, I'm the best ever," especially in team sports. You just can't do that. But Jalen Ramsey, um, getting traded to the Rams and still. It doesn't move me. No one fucking... I don't think anyone else cares either. Um, that, deep, you know, that cornerback position, like I said, it's, other, I mean, it's very plug-and-play. I mean, I think you could put anyone fast in that position. And then... And then because it's just, there's so much components to that. I mean, you could get help over the top from your safeties. Linebackers could drop into coverage. So it's, I don't think it's very, it's very, um, I don't, I don't know, it's a very under, very overrated position. Um, that's just me. Plus they're fucking annoying. Hell annoying. I mean, you can sit there and watch, you know, just watch game. These guys are over here, oh, waving incomplete when the ball is fucking 50 yards thrown over the head of their receiver. Like they did something. Um, just annoying shit like that. I mean, I just, it's whatever. But my, yeah, this move really doesn't move me at all. Not a big deal. I think we all should just uh, move on. Move on with our lives. Um, but yeah. Off of football. Back to fighting. You know, you guys know I love fighting. I love UFC. Um, this weekend, UFC Tampa. Joanna Jernchoychek. Jernchoychek. Fuck, I can't say her name. Uh, Joanna Champion. I'm going to call her Johanna Champion. Um, I fought Michelle Karate Hottie wa- uh, Watterson and God Johanna Johanna just 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 pieced her up. Great combos, um, put feet feet and hands on her like Mr. Potato Head. She's a tough individual, very tough individual. Uh, I think she she may have broken both her feet in that fight and continued. So. Um, these women are unbelievable. They're tough, and um, they still have to be women at the. Uh, they still have to be women um, in the end. I mean, it's like I said last week. Uh, women are the toughest creatures on the country, or ever on the, on the planet. They're the toughest, you know, creatures on the planet. You're not creatures, creatures. You guys are lovely women, so don't take that out of context. Lovely women. Um, but they're strong, just strong individuals, and and um, it showed this weekend. I mean, Michelle, even Michelle Watterson took a pretty good beatdown, but still was never was always pushing back, always fighting back. But uh, Johanna Champion, she's been there before. She's been a champion for the longest time. Uh, first ever strawweight champion, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that either. I have to double check. Um, but she fought amazing. Um, I was very impressed, um, especially after she lost the last two, um, last two fights. 
I think she lost to Thug Rose. Thug Rose. Uh, but yeah, it was a good fight, good weekend. Uh, one other thing you have to look at too on that card um, is um, you have to look at Cub Swanson versus Cron Gracie. So Cub Swanson versus Cron Gracie was a pretty good fight. Cron Gracie showed that he definitely does train with the Diaz brothers. I mean, I mean that you could definitely tell he trains with the Diaz brothers the way he moves forward. A very tough, very tough individual. But the thing that gets me the most, and I don't know if it would have made a huge, huge difference, was Cron Gracie is a black belt, a ridiculously good, ridiculously good black belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, but so is Cub Swanson. And Cub Swanson pieced him up. Pop, pop, get out of the way. Pop, pop, get out of the way. Pieced him up, and he, I mean, you see Cron Gracie's face out of, you know, after the fight. Um, but Cub Swanson landed a lot of good, good, good strikes, good fight. Uh, but Cub Swanson definitely deserved that uh, decision because of, you know, the you know one the damage is done, which doesn't mean anything in judges' scorecards. But damage was done. Um, what was thrown? He was moving forward. Um, he did really well. I think uh, even Cron Gracie said he won the fight. Um, Cub Swanson retweeted him back saying, "You did not win the fight, and the earth is round." Because Cron Gracie is a flat earther. I don't know what that means. I think you know. I don't. I don't fucking. I've never been up in space, so I don't fucking know if it's for, it's flat or round. But I'm assuming it's round. That's just me. Um. But still, yeah, great fight. Good fight to watch. Very entertaining. Um, Cub Swanson versus Cron Gracie, and Cub Swanson finally snapped his four-fight losing streak. Pretty good to see. Cub Swanson's one of the good guys, and one of the toughest motherfuckers out there. And I'm glad to see him take it, get a dub. But then also, like I mentioned last week, last episode, Nico Price versus James Vick was going to be one to watch, and uh, I was definitely right. Nico Price won. With an upkick KO. If you guys don't know what an upkick KO. Imagine I'm on the bottom. You're on top of me throwing punches. You stand up. And I throw a kick straight up to your face. That's an upkick. Knock James Vick out cold with an upkick. And um, it was. Oh Jesus. It was uh, pretty vicious. And like I said James Vick. I think lost his. This is his fourth in a row. Maybe fifth in a row he's lost. I don't remember. Um. But yeah, I don't think you'll see him in the UFC in the near future, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, who knows? You never know. But yeah, Nico Price has done this a couple times. I mean, he fought Timmy, knocked him out. He also fought, I think it was Randy Brown. Um, and knocked him out with this fucking ridiculous elbow. If you guys ever get a chance, go watch it. Nico Price, Randy Brown. And then uh, um, Nico Price, Tim Means. Uh, but yeah, great fights. Uh, but it was, um, I mean, yeah, amazing weekend of fights. There's also one, uh, Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Dern, yeah. Um, fought Amanda Rebus. And Amanda Rebus pieced her up. And just, Mackenzie Dern did not look like, not that she was ever, I don't think she was ever in, in trouble. But um, Rebus was pretty good. She, you know, pieced, once again, pieced her up. 
Mackenzie Dern coming back from having a kid in June, so it was four months ago. I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's just ridiculous to me to think that. But I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with what she was in the straw weight um, division, which is 115 pounds instead of the I think it's bantam weight, 125 pound division, which which she's a whole lot quicker there. Because, I mean, she's perfect size for 125. But I don't know if a lot of it had was weight issues. She's had weight issues in the past. And I'm not saying, like, for those of you, when I say weight issues, it was hard for her to make weight. Um, she's done that in the past where she's hard for her to make weight. It didn't look like it was an issue this time, but I think she probably bit off more than she could chew. Um, but, yeah, suffered her first loss. I want to see where she goes from here. If she does, takes a little bit more time off um, and what she does. Mackenzie Dern's, uh, for those of you who don't know, Mackenzie Dern's a black belt jiu-jitsu um, world champion. Amanda Reba's kind of, you know, kickboxer. Very good. So, piece her up. Um, we'll see. I'm excited to see what Amanda Reba's has next because I don't know where she goes from that win. Yeah, so she looked really good. She looked really, really good. Um... So we'll see. Um, there's also a fight on here. There's two fights. Two more fights I want to talk about on this card. Um, Luis Pena versus Matt Frivola. Luis Pena, a.k.a. the violent Bob Ross. If you haven't seen him, he's the afro like Bob Ross. So that's why they call him the violent Bob Ross. Um, lost split decision um, to Frivola. I would have given it to Luis Pena, but... I mean, that's a, that's a thing you run into when you don't finish fights. And you don't put away your opponent. You don't tap him out. You don't choke him out. You don't break their arm. You don't knock him out. You run into these type of things. I mean, just... I mean, you, that's just what happens. You have to finish your fight. Um, you run into... It's kind of the same thing with boxing. I mean, you... You probably thought you did everything you could, but these judges don't know shit. And I've seen it now to where you start seeing slowly, so as far as when the judges are concerned, that more um, that more former fighters are joining the ranks of referee and judges. Chris Lieben, former uh, UFC fighter, bare knuckle boxer, um, is a judge. Frank Trigg, now a uh, former um, UFC fighter, is also a um, a referee. So you start seeing more and more and uh, more and more stuff like that. Um, but even then, sometimes, even um, Herb Dean, Herb Dean, uh, referee with the Dreads, um, very stands out very well. Um, he was a former fighter, and we've seen him. Had some questionable stops, so um, God, I don't know. It's you know, like it probably goes back to me talking about the NFL when it just everything's just so fast, and everyone's like I said, these guys are freak athletes and can bounce back. Like some, I've seen people get knocked out, get punched, get woken up again, and just keep fighting. It's just ridiculous these athletes and and uh, the human body goes through. But I don't know. Um, judges are I hate when it when it goes to judges. I hate when judges take forever to make a decision because you know someone's gonna get screwed. 
So, uh, but yeah, Luis Pena, I think he's a really good fighter. Um, Violent Bob Ross, great marketing scheme. Can make a lot of money. Just got to get some more wins. Um, moving on to the last fight I want to talk about on this card was uh, Mike Davis versus Thomas Gifford, and Thomas Gifford got knocked the fuck out. Um, go ahead and check it out. Mike Davis knocked him out with a punch. I, I didn't see, watch that fight. I did watch that punch. But I think Thomas Gifford was getting pieced up for most of the fight. I think he was getting hurt pretty bad. Um, ended up getting stretched to the hospital. He is okay. I think he's gone out, made a couple... Um, made a couple YouTube videos or just probably Instagram videos just to show he's all right. So he's all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, um, he's a, he's a, he, like I said, the body's amazing. Body's amazing. Um, more UFC kind of transitioning in the WWE news. Um, I probably should have led off with this. Um, cause this last weekend, Cain Velasquez quietly retired from the um, MMA and uh, signed a deal with WWE. Pretty crazy. But best known, best best be known that he is getting paid. The um, WWE's opening the wallet, opening the checkbook, getting paid. Paying Cain Velasquez for this. Um, and I think it had, a lot of it has to do with Cain's name attached to Fox. Kane was, because if you guys don't know, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. WWE just signed, um, sign on, not now, but just had their first episode on Fox. Smackdown on Fox. <clears throat> and, um, and then Kane Velasquez was on there. Kane Velasquez was on the first ever UFC on Fox. When he got beat by Junior DeSantos. So, Kane's very familiar with Fox. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with why Kane is on SmackDown. I think he looked at, I, from what it sounds like, I think he's going to be on SmackDown. Um, um, he just signed on. Looks like he's going to be fighting or wrestling. I don't know what's going to happen. Or Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Um, this Halloween. It's going to be in Crown Jewel. It's going to be overseas. So, it's going to be in the middle of the day. Um, but obviously it's only going to be a WWE Network, which you can watch later. But yeah, the best believe he's getting paid. Um, and it's really sad, though, that he's retiring because he's one of my favorite fighters. I have a picture with with uh, Ken Velasquez, and he has a bigger head than me. And I could hang my hat on that, um, that he has a huge head compared to me. So I'm a little, I felt a little bit better taking that picture. This was like 10 years ago, uh, before Ken was Ken. Um, I knew who he was because I follow the sport very closely. But Cain Velasquez, I mean, just, just his. There's not. I don't. I don't think you'll ever see another Cain Velasquez. It's very difficult to find that. First off, a heavyweight Mexican, like you know, even Andy Andy Ruiz in boxing is the first ever Mexican heavyweight champion. I mean, you just don't see guys like guys in the heavyweight division anywhere. Being Mexican, Latino, whatever, um, you just don't see that very often. And Kane was very, very different. Kane had a, a, a gas tank, a motor that can't be matched. He beats people up pretty bad. There's stories out there of him beating people up in, in training camps, and then which I think he is a big reason why Daniel Cormier is as good as he is. He is because of Kane Velasquez. 
But it's pretty crazy. I mean, you think about it. Um, Cain Velasquez is retiring. Cormier is on his last leg. I think he's going to have one more fight with Stipe and he's going to call it a career. Um, Luke Rockhold, who was a staple. I mean, now we're, what I'm talking about is their gym. Um, American uh, Kickboxing Academy, a.k.a. their gym is losing a lot of legends. A lot of, I mean, I think Rockhold is on his way out. They still have Habib Nurmagomedov. But other than that, I don't see too many people out of that gym being successful. But that's just me. But that's different. We're not talking about that. Um, but that's a different conversation to have. Um, but pretty crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, Kane retiring. Makes me a little bit sad, like I said. Um, great fighter. Um, just a great overall fighter. Good dude. I remember, I'll never forget, I knew he was Mexican. I knew how he was like hella Mexican. When I walked up to him, and it was a UFC Fan Expo, the first ever UFC Fan Expo 2008-2009. And uh, this guy's walking around with a torta in his hand. I was like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. And Dominic Cruz is one of my favorite fighters, too. The reason why I liked him, it wasn't because he was fighting. It's because he told a story against one of the fights against Uriah Faber. Like one of those pre-show fights or pre-show interviews. He said, my first fight ever, I got paid probably 20, 40 bucks. And he said he probably used that money for gas and eggs and chorizo. That's hella Mexican. I don't know. You can use gas and you can use your winnings on gas and eggs and chorizo. You're hella Mexican, but um, yeah, then that's why he's uh, one of my favorite fighters. And I still I hope Dominic Cruz comes back. But we're moving on. Um, WWE, like I said, Cain Velasquez signed on, um, and um, it's going to be pretty interesting to see. Kane, for those of you who don't know, Kane's actually uh, has a couple wrestling matches on under his belt. He's trained, and he is. I, he's done pretty well. I, I was impressed. I mean, the guy's an athlete. I mean, I didn't expect anything different. But the guy's an athlete doing her Karanas, um, Frankensteiners, whatever you want to call it. Um, coming off the top rope, drop kicks. I mean, he's an athlete. And it, you know, the, it's going to be very exciting to see what um, what they do with him and uh, Brock Lesnar. I don't even know. I, I, might, I might even go out on the limb. I want to be surprised. They put the belt on him right away. Pretty crazy thing. If you guys ever follow wrestler wrestling and you think, obviously it's it's not. I mean it's 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 predetermined. People know what's going to happen. It's scripted. Um, very very physical though. Very very physical. Uh, I'm, I mean yeah we'll see we'll see what happens. Crown Jewel Halloween day, October thirty first. Um, but also on the card, which is pretty crazy, still in the fighting business. But now moving and transitioning into WWE is Tyson Fury. The linear heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. And um, going to go up against Brock, or not Brock Lesnar, going up against Braun Storm, Strowman. They were in attendance on Monday where I went to go watch uh, Monday Night Raw. And the guys, these guys are huge. 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, um, I think Tyson Fury 6'9". Pretty, I mean, just I don't know what his wrestling prowess is. I don't, I don't know what they have um, in store for either one of these guys coming up um, on Crown Jewel. I don't know. Um, pretty crazy. It's it's gonna be very interesting, interesting to see 
and you guys know Braun. So Braun Strowman, just to give you guys a little bit of pretext, a little bit of history behind Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman used to be a strongman competitor, and um, so he was huge, six eight, huge strongman competitor. Now the guy's cut, hell of an just a ridiculous athlete, very fast. Um, his slogan is "Somebody's gonna get these hands." So I. I'm very, like I said, one of the other things, I'm very interested to see where Tyson Fury is going to fit in this. And Tyson Fury, same thing, getting bank. I heard this contract or his little run with Crown Jewel is going to be 15 mil. Right around there, 15 million. Uh, we've seen boxes before. I mean, I know Floyd Mayweather participated in, uh, you know, WrestleMania against the Big Show. Um, 2008? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Pretty cool to watch, but I'm, I'm very interested to see Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a character, man. Funny dude. Um, I don't know how they're going to use him moving forward in a couple weeks. We'll see. Um, but it's pretty crazy. But if you ever never gone to a Monday Night Raw, like I watch these guys and I'm like, holy crap. Like you could tell, even where I was sitting, that these guys are huge. I, was, I, was, I wasn't too far. I was right in between. I wasn't... I was like six rows up um, from the bowl, right in between the the um, the ramp, the entrance, and the ring. So I saw everything pretty well. And you, these guys are freak athletes. And um, it was pretty cool. If you guys ever been to a Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, something like that? You should go at least once in your life. I mean, it's it's pretty fun. It's a good uh, good event. Um, Great event to go to. It was really, really fun. Um, watching the uh, Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders take on Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Uh, tag team championship match. And the Viking Raiders won. Viking Raiders, another, like I said, another thing, man. These guys are athletes. 300 pounds doing doing flips. Doing cartwheels. Doing dives. Just, I mean, it's 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 a spectacle, and it's really cool to watch, and it's really cool to we'll sit, be there, and watch the title change hands because you don't see that very often, especially on Raw. But um, very very cool to watch, and um, I've seen him, I followed him before in Japan, um, ROH, and they were uh, um, NXT as well. Um, pretty shitty, they changed their names from the War Raiders to the Viking Experience to the Viking Raiders. Um, I hate that shit, but and I think they, but they, they, they proved that the name really doesn't matter, and it's all about what you do inside the ring. And it was really cool to watch. Um, Dolph Ziggler has been. I've been last time I was at Raw. Dolph Ziggler was Ziggler was there. Um, for you guys who don't know, Dolph Ziggler is a very blonde, very like California blonde dude. Um, very good athlete, wrestler at Kent State. I think held the record for the most wins. Might still have the most wins at Kent State um, um, as a wrestler. A hell of an athlete, and he's he always puts on great shows. And he's I think he's very underutilized, but that's just me. Um, I get into wrestling, and I, you know, I could keep talking about wrestling, but but Dolph Ziggler has put on amazing shows every time I've gone. So um, he fought Bray Wyatt last time I was there, and speaking of Bray Wyatt, he was there, and um, it's crazy. I like this whole Bray Wyatt character. I like the entrance. I like uh, everything about him. So. Um, yeah, but we'll talk wrestling probably another show and then, um, another episode and, cause I could go on and on and hours. I may even make it a separate podcast or something, um, 
to talk about that. But yeah, I mean, wrapping things up here. I know I've talked about that for like 45 minutes, just nonsense and straight through. And hopefully what I want to do is just educate. I don't, like I said, one of the good things that I, and I take pride in, I like to educate. I am, um, I know, like I said, I follow a lot enough sports and I can, you know, I can educate, it can educate a lot of people in a lot of sports, a lot of things in life in general too, so. Um, if I've been through it, I want you know I want I want my I want my experience to be your learning tool. When I was in the hospital three three years ago, yeah, three years ago. Sorry, I almost forgot. Um, I went to teaching hospital, so there's the reason why. Like I said, there was a lot of people coming in and out of the, out of my room. It's a teaching hospital, so every now and then you'll get like five people just staring at you, and the only thing. That stands between you and your nakedness is this fucking gown that's paper thin. And there's just five people staring at you. College students. Doctors. Nurses. So I learned a lot that I, you know, yeah, you know what? You know, I got, I've had some experiences. I want, uh, that I learned, that I've learned some and I want you guys to learn from. But ask questions. I love answering questions. Ask questions. If you have any questions on whatever. Uh, let me know. Sports Plus Life on Twitter. Sports Plus Life on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, to wrap things up, coming up this weekend, a huge game in the English Premier League, which shit, English Premier League for me will be another show, another episode, a whole nother different podcast, a whole different YouTube. I could go on and on about the EPL. English Premier League, but this weekend, the big game going on this weekend, which um, will be number one, Liverpool. Against Manchester United. I think Manchester United, Jesus, are like 11, 10, 12. Not a very good year for Manchester. My Manchester United. Um, but this game brings out the best out of everybody. I mean, this is always going to be that game that everyone's going to watch. And you should too. I believe it's Sunday, 9.30. Right before all the football starts. And um, it's going to be great. And great to watch, I think. It's going to be interesting now to see what happened. Because I think just yesterday, um, David De Gea limped off his game against Spain. Or front with Spain. I don't remember who they were playing. Maybe Sweden. But he limped off with an injury. So his status is unknown for the weekend. Um, big blow. Because I still think David Hay, even though his, you know. Even though, you know, he's had a couple mistakes. Hasn't got a great run. I think he's still one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Um, but we'll see. But we also still have a World Cup goalkeeper. Um, in um, Sergio Romel. Who's, who could just plug and play. He's going to be great. Um, we'll see. It's very interesting to see what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, moving on to the end of the show. I really want to thank you guys for listening this far. I appreciate very much, um, everything, all the feedback. So feel free to reach out to me, um, share, download, like, share, 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 and share. Um, right now I think we're on Google podcasts. The main ones are Google podcasts, Spotify, working get on Apple podcasts. And of course, we are on um, Anchor. So, yeah. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Um, sorry it was a little late this week. A lot, a lot going on. Um, but I'm going to try to punch out two per week. Um, so I can annoy you with my voice. And, um, yeah. We'll see you guys soon. L-